You're listening to the Art of Play podcast. This podcast is about play, not just childhood play, all play. We're exploring different models of play and how we can cultivate our personal culture of play as adults to make your human experience a little more playful and a lot more proactive. Happy, happy Friday, everyone. I was looking, scrolling through my daily perusal of Pinterest and I saw a meme that said, you said you wish the weekend lasted forever. Are you happy now? And I just thought it was a little bit true of, uh, we all wished to have a longer vacation. Uh, I think most of us would wish that an extended quote unquote weekend would actually end up being more like a paid vacation with a job to come back to at the end and uh, with somebody who has been covering all of your responsibilities all of that time. At the very least, I think we can all be consoled by the fact that we are all in the same or very similar situations and we are all alone together on this. So I hope you're all doing well. I've actually been sitting on some notes for this episode for a few weeks. I tried to make sense of them kind of over and over. And I just decided that since this airs tomorrow, I should probably just go for it. So I hope that this makes some sense. I uh, want you to listen for something that resonates with you, something that you needed to hear. And if you don't hear what you needed, please tell me. So you can get a hold of me at podcast at theoliverfund.org. Um, Message me on social media at Art of Play Podcast or find me on Facebook also under Art of Play Podcast. So if you do not get any other thing from this episode, I hope you hear this, that you make your life. You get to decide how much and of what you partake in. You get to decide how much is too much and you get to decide what fulfills you. So the episode title is The Normal We Create, and I think we are all beginning to realize that we can create a new normal after all of this, and we've had numerous weeks at this point with little to do, and um, if you don't really know the answer to any of the questions of what fulfills you or what makes you happy... Um, not to be harsh, but what have you been evaluating all of this time? Now, I also realize I'm not really talking to those of you who have been working your tails off to try and help everybody, those, uh, you know, those workers that we all needed to stay working. Those of you who are, who have chosen a healthcare profession, I mean, bless you. I really feel like you can come back to this episode another time. Just, um, I get it. So not everybody has had that option, but based on the numbers, I would say the majority of us had, have had some time to think at least more time than we ordinarily would. And to maybe think about what's missing from your life, even though most of our lives are really full, maybe there's something that's missing or maybe something that you wish would change. And what of that is within your control and to go make a list and look it over, go ahead and do, go ahead and do that now. I'll wait. So I'm just, just kidding. But, uh, you probably didn't make a list, but you should. So you definitely should imagine the possibilities of no holds barred. What in the world do you want to have in your life? 
and what does that look like? And you're here to hear my list. <laughs> not that you, not that that's what you knew you were signing up for, but go ahead and listen on. So some of the things that I want to be changing slash trying out in my life is one, playing way more as a family, just playing way more in general. So I enjoy my children. I enjoy my husband immensely. All members of my family are happier. We communicate better. We are calmer when we have spent more time together. And summer also is coming and summer for us means no homeschool. So just putting it out there into the great unknown, we would just like to play a little bit more and pure play, pure, no interference play. So then uh, number two is take a chunk of time every week and just experiment with something. So a chunk of time to me can vary drastically depending on how much my family needs me and how much I have going on in my personal choices. And just experimenting with something. This week it was cooking tacos, which I have no pictures of, so obviously it didn't happen in real life. And clay sculpting. So clay sculpting is not something that I have been trained to do, not something I ever took a class on, but it's something that I always am fascinated by. And so I decided to just jump in and try it, try it with some some clay I ordered um, a couple years ago it was sitting in the craft cupboard and I kind of dug it out of the Play-Doh bin and it's been really fun. So just taking a chunk of time from, I mean, I, today I spent 30 minutes clay sculpting and maybe next week I'll only have 15 minutes. I don't know. Next week I may have three hours to kill. So we'll, we'll kind of see what I cook up, but just taking a chunk of time and experimenting, just, I have this chunk of time. We're just going to go jump into something that sounds super fun. And okay, so number three is do less because I quote unquote should and do more of what really lights me up. So I have preached a little bit before on on the shoulds of life and I am by, I'm not an expert by any means. And that's kind of why I'm doing this is that I'm not an expert and I want to get better about not doing things because I should but because it's actually fun or interesting or compelling to me. And I really have been a quote unquote good girl. This is a lot of quote unquote things, but I've been a good girl most of my life. People pleasing is one of those really easy things that it that I picked up early in life. It's also one really great way to get swindled out of experiencing and deciding things for myself. So I don't really have anything controversial that I want to experience. So all of you listeners that were hoping to take me drinking or skydiving or don't get your hopes up, it's really just kind of when I think about past experience, I can't help but recount that I have said yes when I meant no thank you. And I have said I'll think about it when I mean H to the L no. So just a quick recap, less should more heck yes. And this includes teaching my children how to do this as well, because I think we pass that on just as simply as here's a glass of water, drink it. This is how you, this is how you drink a glass of water. This is how you say yes when you mean no. And so I'm hoping to help them be a little bit more boundaried with that. So number four 
Now I said playing way more as a family, but number four is just spending more time with Jared. So I mean, concerted effort to, I don't know, gaze lovingly into his eyes and actually talk to him and hopefully more time connecting with him on all levels. So yes, we are a married couple. Yes, all levels. So yeah, we went there. So I will insert for good measure that that kind of play is important too. I really like him guys. And just so you all know, that guy was just for Jared. He loves it. He loves it. When I use that social media lingo on him. Um, actually, as a side note, we discovered the other night that I am in fact a millennial. I, not to be totally cliche, but I was a little mind blown that I was a millennial because when I looked forever ago, they had decided somewhere that millennials started after 1986. And I was so relieved. I'm not really sure why, why does this matter? Why does a label anyway, whatever. But as a, as just as a super funny, I think it's really funny to make Jared's eye roll because he thinks he's a, a generation older than me. And so I'm just a young whippersnapper in his eyes. And so it makes me laugh when I make his eyes roll. So anyway, just back to recap, might I suggest just trying to reconnect with your significant other or somebody who's very meaningful in your life more than just as, you know, passing texts or as ships passing in the evening before bedtime or whatever that means in your life, but just actually true connecting with people where phones are set aside, you're actually paying attention to the emotions that maybe their day is bringing up as they recap it to you, just tuning in more, like just, yeah, tuning in more. Um, Number five, okay, lessen my own load on myself. So I don't mean that I am planning to hire out all my tasks to someone else, but I mean, I'm going to be nicer to myself. So more of like my mental load on myself. I'm pretty rough sometimes when I feel like life is catching me up by the, you know, by catching me by my heels, I guess. And I have learned that's not really the time to give myself a get a grip talk. It's more like, okay, more compassion, but also looking more at the root causes. So some of the root causes I'm positive is my family of origin dialogue. You know, we all deal with that positive and negative. And then More of it is just the way I'm hardwired because I like to feel as though I'm always moving forward and progressing. And the remainder of my inner dialogue is probably just social conditioning. Again, you know, more of what I quote unquote should be and less of what actually is meant for me. So being nicer to myself and just being more encouraging of stuff I actually want to do. And then number six is designing every day. So I... Don't know if you've heard of this, but designing every day is a little bit more of like a meditation than it is designing an item. So just a little backstory on me. Um, I, so I've already kind of done designing every day as something that I do, but uh, just as some backup. Okay. A long time ago now, let's see, I'm getting old. Remember I I told you that I'm a millennial. So, you know, I'm 34 guys. I'm really, really getting old there. And I went to school for interior design. Uh, I got an associate's degree in 
and I got my degree, I think 10 days, 10 or seven to 10 days before I had our, my first son, George. And I, I love good design, a good functional design. I love a beautiful design and I, I cannot remember a time in my life where I did not admire the proportions of houses or well-built, well-built furnishings and styling of all sorts, fashion and otherwise. And after a few babies, I went back to school online for my pre-law degree. And I know that seems like a strange transition, but I've always loved reading about the justice system and how it was organized and you know how it's a process and thought that I would really like getting a law degree because at the time that I finished my first degree to the time that I started my second, we had hit the recession in between those. And I figured that design was a little um, less bulletproof than something like a lawyer. And so of course I was thinking, oh, of course this is checks a good box. So, um, turns out that I like learning it and I hate the thought of actually practicing being a lawyer. So I switched again and ended up getting, so I have a bachelor's in pre-law in legal studies is what it's called. And I ended up getting an MBA that I finished in 2015. And sometimes I toy around with getting a doctorate and sometimes I joke about getting one before our children get married so that I can outrank Jared on their wedding invitations. But okay, all tangents aside, I love possibilities and learning. And I also love designing ways for me to find that in my day every day. So designing every day is something that I appreciate because it's it allows for both possibilities and free time and learning every single day. And it's sort of an active meditation practice at the beginning of your day where you intentionally focus on the things you have to do and hopefully guiding your feelings toward those into something that's intentionally good in your life. So it's, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. You literally plan out what's on your calendar and how you want to feel doing it. And then you begin your day thinking about that with the intention of doing it with that good feeling. And there's a so many methods of doing it. Uh, go ahead and Google it, try it, report back. But it's, you know, 10 to 15 minutes every day, really well spent. Um, and that's it. That's my whole list. So I get that six things is a lot to some people, but I also feel like these six things are things that the past few weeks have shown me that are um, very actually meaningful in my life and help me refocus and calm down and uh, just be the best me that, that I want to be. And, um, I get that this is not going to resonate with everyone. I get that this may seem overwhelming to you that I gave you a huge long list and all of these justifiable reasons why I do it. But, and especially if you have any children under school age, you know, under kindergarten, under five, um, this, that could sound really overwhelming. So that's okay. So this is my list and this is, for me only. I only share because I'm hoping that there, you won't see it as a requirement for you to even make a list, but just taking the time to take stock and inventory in what you do and the things that really aren't serving you, if they don't hit that list, then maybe they don't need to be 
on your calendar or on a to-do list at all. And, um, and I, I think especially the designing the everyday helped me with tasks that are required for, you don't everyday living with a family. There's somebody's got to take care of certain things, especially when you have young children, there's things that have to be checked or, you know, your household is chaos or you just feel like you're not, um, able to handle everything and being able to just say, okay, I'm changing my attitude about this. And I only have to spend this chunk of my day doing this. And I get to do something else, this other large chunk. It's just kind of able to take it back a notch or eliminate it or reevaluate how you feel about it. Over this, this quarantine break, I took a little, so maybe a precious little time to go back through some of the books that I have been reading over the years about play and just skimming some of them and going back through highlighted passages. And it, what struck me is there are so many indicators that we have systematically cut out real play for kids. And we have been doing it progressively more since the 1950s. So that means if you are under the age of 75, you have had less outdoor play, less social play, less imaginative play than in any former generations before then. The cut in play has been correlated and related in research to the rise in anxiety, the worry, the unease in the state of mind worldwide. So this directly relates to pretty much anyone listening right now. Um, This is why I've felt so pushed to get the message out into the world to play more. So your body and your brain are in a deficit of play, of expression, of practice, of you know, trying without needing to be perfect and failing for the fun of it. Organized sports doesn't really count as play. It doesn't fall under the definition of true play because, um, I mean, it can be play outside of practice and games, but any activity being orchestrated by adults or run by adults is not considered true childhood play. Outside time that has a task attached to it is not considered spending free time out of doors. And um, true childhood play is not at all supervised by adults and it doesn't have a set course. Usually also when it's interrupted or cut short, it's disappointing to leave. So true play is so involved that, you know, sometimes, well, especially children lose track of time. They don't know how long they've actually been working um, that imaginative world. And it's absorbing, but it's a scientifically backed release. So something that gives you those same endorphins as a child is scientifically backed to give you a release as an adult. Not So it's not just for children, for everyone. Adults, we have a much harder time getting into play mode because we have responsibilities and self-imposed requirements on our time and our attention. And I think the deficit we are all fighting in our lives of always finding continuous streams of activities to capture our attention or, you know, so that we won't be the ones left behind or left out, all of those stem from not being left to our own devices enough not being allowed to explore and experiment enough on our own time. 
and also not being able to listen to our own inner voice enough. Our intuition and our intuitive voice thrives in a playful, uh, in, in play mode. So we, if we're not exercising our creativity and imaginations enough and in expansive ways that really challenge us to think up new solutions and, and, and productively sort of move a storyline forward, even if it's not in reality, we, um, we choose not to engage the sense of fun, the play and adventure um, in our lives. And that's really hard to go back to when it's only, you know, again, with the air quotes, but quote unquote appropriate. And we do ourselves a disservice by not listening to that inner voice of play that's there from childhood. So here, I will just ask you to take this podcast information and uh, think it over, think it through, share with someone you like and trust and can chat about it with them and come up with a plan of what you want for your own life. So how much time can you just spend entertaining yourself with the things you already have at your disposal? It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be time consuming or expensive. It can simply be something that sparks a smile that you reignite every day until maybe one day that smile doesn't leave your face. Just bringing a little bit more happiness into your life little by little will eventually make it so that you are living a life that makes you happy and makes it worthwhile to leave behind. And um, yeah, so I'm hoping to put that smile on your face even just for a little bit. Thank you for listening this week. I know that it's sometimes a little bit, uh, I, I feel like podcast numbers are down all over just because nobody's listening. Nobody has the free time or the commute time or the, you know, I used to do it while I was folding laundry and everybody needs me when I'm folding laundry right now. So it's, you know, it's just part of the process right now, but I hope that it fi- this this message finds you happy and I hope it finds you like you know, excited to maybe introduce some new things in your life. And it's, it's a little bit exciting to think that there's a bit of a fresh start. So thank you for listening. This podcast is fueled by my family's mission at the Oliver Fund. We send toys to children in hardship all over the world. You can find us online at theoliverfund.org or on social media at the Oliver Fund. And of course, at Art of Play podcast, both on Facebook and on Instagram. Here's to leaving you with your weekend a little more hopeful and hopefully more happily playful.